everybody. Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. That man down there, well, you know him. He's in the know. That's JR. And we are the OHIO Podcast, and you are you. We're so thankful that you guys decided to join us on our one-day delayed live show, I guess you could say. We we uh, decided to uh, boot the Sunday night show because of... Uh, the little thing going on last night called the uh, Super Bowl. Don't know if you watched that or not. Um, Chris says no. Good game. Good I second. Half. To watch the Swifty Bowl. Oh, the... <laughs> I wondered how long it was going to take before we got that. There we go. Didn't take long at all. There it is. There it is, man. Hey, we are the official Ohio State podcast of Scarlet and Game on Fansided. Head over to scarletandgame.com. Check out great articles by people like myself and Frank Taraka. Frank was just on the show last week as our special guest. He does a great job uh, covering uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes football, basketball. Hey, the Lady Buckeyes, number two in the nation. Second, So as bad as things are for the guys, the girls – Way to go, ladies. They are doing hey, all the guys right. got to win this weekend. They did. Double overtime. Against it was the, against the Duke wannabes. <laughs> the poor man's Duke, as we call, like oh, to call Maryland. Poor man's Duke. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can also follow us on all of our Instagrams over X at the Ohio pod at Facebook at the Ohio podcast. And I think we're on. TikTok, I think. I don't run it. You know, I was actually, I found us on there, but there's nothing on there right now. Oh, good so to know. <laughs> maybe that's something we need to, uh, you know, attack a little bit there, Eric. Yeah. If you're watching the show and you want to help us out with TikTok and you're a TikTok expert, maybe you can join us and be a part of our TikTok crew. Who else oh, we got in uh we got in the chat tonight. Chris Smith, our buddy Chris, good seeing you fellas a day late. Yes, Chris, we're a day late. We're also a dollar short, as they like to say in the business world. Our buddy Ryan Wickerham, what's up, boys? Good to see you tonight. Uh, ooh, boy, that is an interesting one right there. I like it. Chris Gent. He's got coaching experience, if I'm not mistaken. Coached yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, college and NBA. He coached. He was a grad assistant at Ohio State for a while. This is not a basketball podcast, and I, I try to refuse to talk about basketball, but don't sleep on the head coach over at Indiana State. Look that guy up. He has won everywhere he has been with rosters that are terrible. He knows how to coach. Look that dude up. Uh, Billy Bob from Billy Bob's Backyard Barbecue checking in from sunny Florida. Good to see you tonight, Mr. Billy Bob. Our good friend Larry Daniels, or Acoustic Larry as Billy Bob calls him. Hello, Buckeye fans. Florida says hello. Just a tad bit jealous, I'm not going to lie. Although the weather in Ohio this so far in the month of February been pretty good. Still you hoodie weather. You your tail off in a cookie booth yesterday, Eric. I wasn't. I was smart. I didn't do that. You chose to do that, big guy. I choose to do it. <laughs> Nick Quint, what's up, guys? Got my spring game tickets. Yes, spring game tickets went on sale uh, last Friday. And did you know you can only buy eight at a time, Chris? Oh, it's down to eight? I know last year we got ten at a time, didn't we? Eight at a time. <clears throat> but if you want to go to a men's basketball game, you can buy as many as you like. Sounds a lot, doesn't it? Speaks volumes to the state of the two programs. Sammy posted our buddy from uh, Utah. OHIO, Sammy, good to see you in tonight, my friend. Well, guys, we got a new offensive coordinator. Again. Just kind of <laughs> something we do here at Ohio State in the offseason, our third different OC in uh, about four months, I guess you could say. Um. Bill O'Brien takes the job at Boston College. I can't fault the man. We talked about this eight days ago. I think this is a good move for him and his family. And I said it eight days ago, and I'll say it again tonight. I salute you. As a father, as, as a man, as a husband, 
you have a special needs child and your doctor's in Boston and that's where you've been and that job opens, you've got to take that job if you're him. And so I am not mad at him at all, Chris. Yeah. And hey, he, he before he left, he dropped us off a couple of gifts in the form of uh, Julian saying and uh, uh, oh, help me out the center. Uh, yeah. Seth McLaughlin. Yeah. Seth McLaughlin. I'm going to push back on the Julian saying. I'm I'm hearing that it was, you know, having him there was a plus, but he really chose Ohio State because he wants to be at Ohio State and wants to compete. Hey, I love it. I love that attitude. So. The last guy uh, we had didn't want to compete too much, Seth. But, ouch. Bobby McCormick's in the house. He says we can officially start the show. Good to have you tonight, Bobby. JR, I'm not going to fault the guy for going to Boston College. In fact, I'm rooting for him. No, I, I'm rooting for him too. I hope he does well. Um, and honestly, we look at what what happened. Like, I'm just thankful that Ryan Day was on top of it. It sounds like, you know, Bill O'Brien was trying to be transparent the entire time, like everything you heard from insiders was like, you know, Bill O'Brien's letting them know this, Bill O'Brien's telling them that like, it's, it didn't sound like he was trying to leave, you know, in the night, like maybe a head coach from over on, uh, you know, in California was trying to do to his squad because they mistreated him so much. But, um, but yeah, no, I think, I think he, uh, he did right by the program and he did, he did the right thing for his family. And uh, I think when you hire a new offensive coordinator, what, like three or four hours after, you just lost your other one. That means you had a little bit of time, at least maybe a week to prepare and get ready for that. Yeah. And I also think that, I know maybe, maybe this timeline's interesting. I'll start with you, JR. It sounds like to me from what I'm gathering from the people who are a little bit more in the know than I am, that what was happening was that, Chip Kelly was not necessarily as available three weeks ago as he was when this all went down. That some things happened in the UCLA program and with Chip um, going and interviewing at some other jobs where he just said the writing was on the wall or the writing was on the wall over there in LA. He needed out and they needed him out and it was mutual. And the timing was better this time because from what I'm getting, from what I'm hearing, this might have been Ryan Day's first choice all along. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, so essentially from what I've heard, the story, and you did a good job of summing it up, uh, Chip Kelly's never been super well liked uh, by the administration and things like that over there because Chip Kelly doesn't want to play the social games that they play. Uh, he just wants to coach ball, which, you know, I can't fault the man. He's a football coach. That's what he want, should want to do. But I think everybody realizes in the modern day and age of college football that, you know, coaching ball is maybe 30, 40% of the head coach's job. Most times uh, your coordinators are really the ones who are, who are dealing with that kind of stuff more than anybody else. And uh, from what I heard, he was supposed to be fired after the USC game. And then UCLA actually beat USC and they were like well we can't fire this guy now and they actually lost some of the financial support to fire him from some of the boosters because some of the boosters said well hey if this guy can get us another you know uh what four or five lost season he's continuing to grow his last two seasons were good maybe we can keep growing with him uh but the uh the faith in the rest of the boosters and things like that weren't enough for others to believe in him. So that's why came the off season. Chip Kelly starts looking for offensive coordinator jobs in the NFL. Uh, my, I was told Ryan day went to chip Kelly said, I want you to be my offensive coordinator. Chip Kelly said, I'd like to get out of the college game and go be a coordinator in the NFL. Well, when none of the jobs in the NFL really opened up for him, he said, well, I'd rather be a coordinator for, you know, Ohio state where I know the head coach and the offensive line coach really well and uh, work over there there's still some recruiting but it's not as much as before and then maybe i'll get my shot at the nfl next year or the year after that which doesn't really bother me because we knew bill o'brien wasn't a long-term fix and uh you know I'm, i think ryan day is hoping that chip kelly will see that this is a good situation where he can remain there uh until he retires or until you know 
Buckeye Nation, there's one bad offensive season, and they say, get out of here. <laughs> I like how you put that. Chris, your thoughts, man, on Chip Kelly. Um, did you see this coming? It seems quick. Uh, you could tell it was in the works. I mean, when you're talking only hours after losing when you got the other. Um, no, I, I'm not really surprised. Uh, like you said, I think he's been looking for someone he can trust in this position since Kevin Wilson left. Um, obviously, the trust isn't there, at least on the play calling end, with a, you know a Brian Hartline who hasn't done that job before. So, you know, I, I guess it, it, it makes sense that it would be Chip Kelly. Uh, you know, he does have that relationship going back with Ryan Day. He is Ryan Day's mentor, and if he has the opportunity to get him, there's going to be a comfort level there. Now, Jr. said, at least until he has a bad offensive year. Well, you know what? That doesn't happen very often. I will give him that. You know, you look at the guy's numbers. Chip Kelly's offenses, now, they weren't the greatest at UCLA, but look at what he had to deal with, talent-wise. You go back and you look at those Oregon offenses especially. Uh, you know, they were what? Uh, scoring offense, he was 12th, 7th, 8th, 1st, 3rd, and 2nd in his six seasons at Oregon. You look at total offense, he was only worse than 10th one time. And that was in... 2009 when he ranked 33rd in total offense. Still, among all the college teams, that's not a terrible number. Um, Mm -mm. You know. And then he had two top 10, uh, or two top five offenses rather in the NFL. So obviously the guy can coach offensive football. One thing I do like about Chip Kelly versus um, what I think we were getting out of Ryan Day, and even what I think we would have gotten a little bit out of out of Bob was uh, the fact that Chip Kelly does love to run the football. Uh, You know, his rushing offenses, uh, his NFL rushing offenses, first, 15th, 21st, 11th. You go back to Oregon's numbers, you know, he, he was never lower than seventh in the nation in yards per carry and never less than sixth in the nation in total rushing yards per game. He had a four-year stretch as head coach in Oregon where he was a – I think his teams were top five in rushing, no lower than top five for four straight years in a row. Actually, That's, it was – he was sixth in 2007, second in 2008, sixth in 2009, fourth in t- 2010, Fifth in 2011 and 12th, or I'm sorry, third in 2012. So six years span of no worse than six. Yes. Okay. That's that, pretty that's, good. That's a really good stretch. Uh, and even you look, there was some development shown um, in UCLA under him. And again, he didn't have the talent at UCLA that he's going to have at Ohio State. My biggest concern right. with Chip Kelly still is this. If things aren't going well, is Ryan Day going to be able to pull the trigger? Or is, or, or a bigger concern may be, is Chip Kelly going to try to do too much? Um, you know, you've got a very interesting dynamic there when you have the, the mentor now second fiddle to the, to the guy he mentored. That can present a challenge. <clears throat> Nick Quint, do you think with Bob leaving, we will lose any players? Did anyone transfer uh, to learn under him, Jr.? No. Julian's saying Ohio State was the second to third team in that race the entire time, and now there's there's nobody that's that close with with Bill O'Brien. They would have already left because um, you know the switch up before, so no. Um, I will let you speak to this, Jr. because I know that this is something you were as a concern to you. Brian Oberst, talk about full circle. Day was under Chip, now Chip under Day. The whole mentor thing it concerns you. 
Yeah, I mean, I and I've learned after posting about it on Twitter that apparently I'm the only one, uh, and I've been told that I'm a bad fan uh, and that I should think everything <laughs> about Ohio State is positive all the time. And I just got to tell you, a lot of people that were telling me that weren't really big fans of Kyle McCord back in the day. What, so what, Was it Jay? Uh, because I, Jay was I, yelling I, at me all week about it, JR. Yeah. <laughs> I, I smell some hypocrisy from some people, but I, I'll keep my mouth shut. Uh, but anyway, no, I – I do have some concerns about that. Uh, I am hoping that Chip Kelly remains humble enough to be able to say, you know, I'm going to, to run Ryan Day's offense uh, or, or, you know, to, to realize that, like, that does lessen his load so that way he doesn't have to do every little thing uh, and, and is able to do that. But, I mean, we'll see at the end of the day. I mean, we all sat here after the uh, – after the Missouri bowl game and said, why does Ryan day refuse to do anything with his best buddy, Justin Fry? Uh, why would Ryan day, you know, tell chip Kelly exactly what he should do. If he's not willing to tell his buddy and Justin Fry, Hey, you know, get out of here or change this or else, or whatever it might be. That's my only concern. I, I feel like chip Kelly is a good offensive coach. Do I think he's, he's as good as he was before? No, I don't think so. But, he's still better than a lot of people out there, you know? Um, so I don't know how it's going to work out. We, we really probably won't know until a big game happens. And then we'll see, you know, Ryan and chip Kelly, who kind of gets their way. Do they run a pass play, uh, you know, when it's important at the end of the game, or do they run some kind of triple option type of stuff that we saw from Oregon back in the day? Who knows? Um, I, I'm okay with the running more. I just, like I said, I don't want them to lose what Ryan Day has brought. I don't want them to lose Ryan Day's offense, what he's brought to the table, because I think this team is built for that. I don't think this team is built to be uh, a spread option, triple option, you know, get guys in space through that way. I think this is a team that's built more to get guys in space through the passing game and stuff like that. So we'll see. I'm more confident that things are better now than I was before. I'm warming up to the idea more, but – it still does concern me. This well, one's for you. This one's okay. for you, Chris. <laughs> what is it? I can't can't see it. What what's cooking? Good looking <laughs> from Dylan Coon. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's hard to be well, that good looking, isn't it, Chris? Full time job. Uh, Brian Ober says, "I bet Chris is thrilled to death. We got a player from Michigan." From last year's team. So we got to walk on, deciding to walk on over to Ohio State. He's from Lewis Center, Ohio. Yeah, he played at the sales, didn't he? Yeah, played played in the Catholic League uh, from uh, right here in Delaware County. Played over at the sales. So uh, kind of we, we, we kind of foreshadowed that a little bit a couple weeks ago. And you were all for it. I was not all for it. You know I was not all for it. I don't <laughs> think we should even – I don't care – who it is or where they're from. He's just a walk be, on. I don't care. Spy. Is he a spy? It's toxic. He's bringing the toxicity back with him. <laughs> Woo. Bringing the thunder. Jar of happiness is in the house tonight. What up, buddy? Good to see you tonight. Uh, he says Jara happiness says he's got chips, got a three headed monster in the backfield to work with. Talking about our two running backs and uh, Howard, the quarterback who can run a little bit. Chris Smith says Chip turned good laps in a Chevette. Now he gets a Corvette. This could be scary. Uh, this is probably the best offense he's had since his days in Oregon, and I and I could say maybe even a little bit better given the wide receivers Ohio State has. That he, yeah. you know, he usually had one good wide receiver on his teams. Uh, maybe two. Now he's got an entire room Six. of really good, yeah, really good wide receivers. So we'll see. We'll see if he'll if he's willing to to let Brian Hartline and and the rest of the offensive staff open it up a little bit more than what he's done in the past. But I know he's being brought here for the for the main I you know specific of getting this running game going in the right direction. But can, can I just looks say like, this real quick? You know, sure. Chip Kelly's offense. Um, you, you know, yeah, he's going to be run heavy, but that's what we're going to need this year. I don't know that we're going to see a problem this year. I think if we see headbutting come, it's going to come next year. 
We don't want Will Howard throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. We don't want to watch a game that looks like that. We want to use his athleticism. We want to see, uh, you know, our, our transfer running back. We want to see Travion Henderson moving the ball. We don't want to see 60 throws a game from, from Howard. But next year, we aren't going to want to see whether it's Ju- uh, Sayan or, or Aaron Olin. We aren't going to want to see them doing nothing but running the ball. We want to see them, those guys air it out. I think that, that it, this year could be a very good year for what Chip Kelly wants to do. But next year, we're going to see if he's willing to, as JR said, keep true to Ryan Day's offense and open it up. Yeah. Um, you make good points there. Uh, let's oh, see. I'll, Jer- just, I'll, I'll comment really fast on the three-headed sure. monster. I will say one of the things that Chip Kelly brings that makes me the most excited is the aspect of, of lining up two exceptional uh, running backs in the backfield at the same time with kind of that, you know, I mentioned the triple option earlier. But in reality, I mean, any one of those three guys could get the ball at any point in time, whether that's through the pass, whether that's through the run, uh, whatever it might be. And so I was excited about what Bill O'Brien was bringing with some of his two back sets, but Chip Kelly runs two back sets even more. And if you remember, Chip Kelly brought Zach Charbonnet uh, from, you know, a lowly Michigan back who really wasn't, I want to say it's not worth that much, but he, he wasn't a star in the making. He wasn't somebody that was getting ready to become this amazing player. Uh, and he took him and he turned him into a really good NFL uh, pick. And now he's in the NFL doing a good job. And that's not only scheme, but that's developing the running back well and putting him in good positions. And I'm excited to see what he can do with the two, the two guys in the backfield, because I think they do have really, really interesting skill sets that Chip can play with. All right, let's check out this uh, poll question from earlier today that I put out there. Poll question for tonight's live pod. Which OC would you rather have, Bill O'Brien, Chip Kelly, or someone else? Overwhelmingly, of course, only 75 people voted. Usually I like to have these things up 48 hours before uh, we talk about them, but it was a little uh, short-sighted on my part. Chip Kelly at 82.7%, so a little over 8 out of 10 Bill O'Brien was at eight and someone else was at 9.3. Uh, either of you care to respond to those numbers? Well, you know, I, I'll jump in by saying this. After thinking about it, if I had to choose between Bill O'Brien and Chip Kelly, I think I like the, the idea of Chip Kelly better only because <clears throat> with Ryan Day's comfort level with Chip Kelly, I think he legitimately is going to give up the play calling. I don't know that he still wouldn't have had his hands on things more if it was Bill O'Brien, if it was somebody else. But I also believe at the same time, yeah, I think a lot of people are glad to see Chip Kelly here, and it's great. Let's support the new guy. I think there's some serious disrespect for for Bill O'Brien in there. When you got him scoring less than someone else, well, I think I th- there's some sour grapes in there, Eric. I think that's no. What that is. I think it. I think it's just. It's just what Jr. was running into when he opened up the beginning of the show by saying, you know, um, that there's this there's this belief within the fan base that whenever you get the hot new thing, commodity, that's what you obviously need to support. Okay. Um, I, I, I commend the 8% who said I would rather have Bob here. Um, yeah. I, I commend them for at least having a backbone because you know 50% of the people are just going to go with who – let's say the roles were reversed. It was Chip Kelly, and then Chip leaves for whatever job he wants, you know, and then Bob came in after him. I think you could almost reverse those numbers. Well, and I like think – we see fans do it all the time. I mean, I'm not right. trying to talk about that team up north too much in this one, but they just they just got a defensive coordinator who got fired from his last two jobs, and they're calling it the best hire of the offseason. Like, now I get they're a little bit more delusional than I think Ohio State fans are. I think Ohio State fans, you know, actually have some honesty and some intelligence 
to themselves. Not that all Team Up North fans are like that, but there's a lot of them on Twitter that are like that. But, uh, but you know, you, you get somebody and you, ob- you, you say, I need to support this person. Oh, this person's the best thing in the world. Look at these numbers. Look at this. Look at that. And, and it's hard to kind of gauge with a, you know, with a critical eye and actually investigate, was this the best hire, yes or no? Uh, when you do a poll like that, it's like, oh, the guy we got, yes. Hey, don't be critical, uh, Jr. They're going to come and get you. <laughs> That's okay. I, I love this comment by Jr. Happiness. Remember Blount and James, good combo back at Oregon, and yeah. he follows that yeah. up with, follows that up with Trey and Junkins are better than them. Yes, they That's are. That's true. <laughs> and I believe someone threw in here, might have been Jar Happiness. Let me see if I can find it real fast. Made a comment that while he was at Oregon, he ran the. Uh, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of things I've missed in the chat. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to keep up with what these guys are talking about here too. But Jake De- Jake Detweiler, good to see him tonight. Good to see you, Jake. Uh, he he loves the two back sets. I do too. I think yeah. it just it's really hard as a defender to gauge how you're going to stop that. You know what I mean? Uh, Bobby McCormick says to open up the run game, we will we use more gap than zone blocking since we kind of sucked at zone blocking. I sure hope so. If there is yeah. something I want to see changed, that is it right there. Absolutely, um, no doubt. Well, we also so. have to remember that. Justin Fry never really, and, I, and I'm going to defend Justin Fry for a minute. It sounds like I've never done this before, but I'll do my best. Uh, Justin Fry never really got to bring over his blocking schemes from UCLA. I think they tried to mesh those with what Ryan Day was doing. Uh, but I think now that Chip Kelly is over there, that is one thing I would like to see Chip Kelly implement and change are some of the blocking schemes that worked so well over at UCLA because I, I, I think that they just have – some blocking teams that are too complicated and rely too much on athleticism. And while I do think that our line is going to be improved, let's, let's be honest for a minute. Josh Fryer is not an athletic dude. (laughs) Josh Simmons is pretty athletic, but Josh Fryer is not, you know, a super athletic dude. Donovan Jackson is, so that's good. But I, I've not seen Seth McLaughlin do super athletic things. I've not seen Carson Hensman do super athletic things. So I, I'm hoping that Chip Kelly coming over will play more to uh, a limited offensive line that can just block really well in the way that fits them best. Larry Daniels, Chipper may stick around for a while. This could really bring everything together in a tight-knit group. Yes, I agree with that, Larry. I do think that – I think Ryan Day is super comfortable with this, and that's not necessarily a good thing. But given the 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 temperature on the seat in which he sits, I'm willing to say it's time for you to get who you want in here and go for it. Like this is, and I'll talk about what I mean yeah. by that in just a minute. Um, Jake wants to bring back the fullback as well. <laughs> yeah, bring back. Hey, uh, the Forty ers made him look really good. That Juzic or whatever, Kyle Juzic in uh, the Super Bowl. They made the fullback look really, really good. <laughs> All right. Uh, JR's got another show tonight. So before he goes, I'm going to – I was going to try to convince him to change his mind, but it sounds like JR, after sitting on this for 48 hours, has changed his own mind. So I'm not sure how good this is. But I'm going to maybe try to convince all you why I love this. Now, you guys remember when Bill O'Brien was hired, I was not, I was not sold on that. I didn't like the hire. I don't think any of us loved it. I think it's a, I think it was better than what we were doing, right? I thought it was a good hire. I didn't think it was a great hire. Yeah. Uh, before I do that, though, I'll answer this question. Yes or no, guys? Is there a chance we have two 1,000-yard rushers, Chris? Yes. I think there is. I would not be surprised to see us run the ball anywhere between 55 and 60% of the time this year. JR? Uh, which concerns me with the receiving room and how happy they're going to stay, but it's going to be fine. Don't you worry about that. JR, yes or no? Uh, I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. I do think that we are going to run the ball a lot, but I also think that Ryan Day and them realize how long and grueling of a season this is going to be. And so I don't think we're going to have another season like 2009 where J.K. Dobbins got over 2,000 yards. I think he's the only Ohio State back to ever get 2000, over 2,000 yards in a season. But I don't think we're going to get that because I think that they are going to try to get up early and 
Uh, I do think that they're going to try to throw in some of the younger guys and stuff like that. I mean, they have to. In order to keep Dallin Hayden happy, they're going to have to throw him in there and let him have some reps from time to time. Because I hope I hope we're up big enough that Dallin Hayden has just as many carries as the other guys because yep. he's getting all that work in the second half every game, right? Yep. Especially those first three games. Those first three games should be – we should be blowing those guys out by halftime. Uh, yes, move the ball. Should keep them wide receivers happy. Yes, absolutely. All right, here we go. Five reasons why I love the Chip Kelly hire. And if after I give each one of these reasons, if either one of you want to jump in and, and and refute that or back that up for whatever reason, please do. And JR, if you've got to jump when you got to go, you just adios, you take off. Reason number one, top four running game between the years of 2009-2012 as head coach at Oregon. Um, he is a creative run game play caller, as Chris said it out. It's actually top six for six consecutive seasons, as he pointed out. Um, I believe that Ryan Day has had trouble trying to scheme run plays in his offense. I believe this is a direct hire to try and help Ryan Day in that department in the running game. And when you have two studs like we have in the backfield, by all means, this should help. And that ties in to number two. Justin Fry's best season as an O-line coach came in 2021 under Kelly at UCLA. Fry has a good understanding of Kelly's run game and philosophies. The biggest issues we had were offensive line and, and a consistent running game. I think the hire of Chip Kelly will aid in both of those things. And those are two reasons why I love the Chip Kelly hire. Any thoughts on that before I move on, JR? No, I uh, again, the, the, the run game aspect is something I like. However, like I said, you know, our – Chip Kelly and Ryan Day going to, you know, argue enough? And is Chip Kelly going to be willing to say, yes, Ryan Day, I will do what you say if you tell me to run a pass play here or whatever it might be? Because at the end of the day, it's, just, it's going to be really, really hard for mentor Chip Kelly if him and Ryan Day are, you know, differing and, and Chip Kelly wants to run it here, but Ryan Day wants to pass it here. Uh, you know, what – What's going to come of that? I, I have no doubt that Chip Kelly has good schemes and him and Justin Fry have worked well together in the past, uh, but are they going to work well together with Ryan Day? We'll see. Number three, Ryan Day's offense was born out of Kelly's offensive philosophies. Kelly should be able to pick up the playbook quickly as a play caller for Ryan Day. I see you shaking your head. Yes, Chris, you agree with that? I do agree with that, yes. Number four, Day will trust Kelly. This is probably the most controversial one here. Day will trust Kelly as a play caller given the fact he looked at Chip as his mentor. In his press conference, Ryan Day talked about if he was going to turn over the reins of the play calling, it had to be to somebody whom he trusted. He obviously trusted Bill O'Brien, and it is obvious to me he trusts his mentor, Chip Kelly. Agree or disagree? I think for better or worse, we, I agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm still, I have the same concerns JR does, though, with, with the whole relationship there. Well, and who's, who's the head coach here? All right, exactly. Ryan, Ryan Day. That's what it comes down to. Who is the head coach here? Is Chip Kelly going to be willing to say, Ryan Day, yes, you are the head coach. What you say goes, aye, aye, captain. Uh, which I don't think it needs to be like that in every situation. Obviously, Chip Kelly needs to feel like he can push back and say, no, we do this or no, we do that. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good offensive coordinator, head coach relationship for them to be able to do that. However, you know, if Chip Kelly calls something and Ryan Day doesn't like it and Ryan Day's on the headset saying, I'm about to call a timeout, so you call something else, is Chip Kelly going to respect that? Or is Chip Kelly going to say, no, Ryan, 
look here, boy. You, you know, <laughs> you're the kid I, I recruited out of Manchester High School. Just sit there and let me do my job. I don't. Exactly. I I just don't foresee that happening. Given Ryan Day's personality and Chip Kelly's personality, I don't. Th I think that this hire came with clear boundaries, guys. I really do. I don't think Ryan Day. Ryan Day values his relationship with Chip Kelly too much to to put Chip in a situation where that relationship becomes sour because of this. Only time will tell if I'm right or wrong. I, I just I, I always go back to egos can change a lot. When your ego gets into the play, it can change a lot of things because people love to be right. And people love to have their way, which is fine. I like being right, too. Uh, I'm not blaming anybody for that. But at the end of the day, uh, it, it, we can all think it's it's nice going into it. But in the heat of a moment, you know, when they're playing that team up north and there's five minutes left and you really got to get the first down on third and four, who are they going to go with? Yeah, and, and it's not just about ego. Let's remember, you're combining that ego with the fact that Ryan Day – is not a stupid guy. He knows one more loss to that team up north. He's out of a job. He knows this. And is that trust going to extend when it's Day's career on the line? And no, I will not buy gas in Michigan. <laughs> I'd rather push my car against, across the state line. Uh uh ryan day does have an ego yes he does and i'm okay and i'm okay with that and i'm okay with that yeah i want i want my head coach to have that's why we ended up with mccord as much as we as long as we did last year some of that might have been nil money too hopefully day trusts chip along with that along with that chip needs to respect day that's what i'm talking about brian that's what i'm talking about all right number five there will be zero excuses for Day if he doesn't beat TTU in this season now. Absolutely. Zero. This is he's been given everything a head coach could possibly ask for. And and I, I had a little bit of a back and forth with an Ohio State fan because uh, he was he was upset that I even brought up the I the whole uh thing about uh um do you like Bill O'Brien uh, or the Chip Kelly hire? Or would you, you know, rather have Bill O'Brien? Blah blah blah. Why would you even bring that up? Well, why would you like? Because yes, you have to. Like that's the whole point here. And you know, I pushed back saying, "Look, like, what if he loses four straight? Are you gonna be? Are you? Are you okay? We're not gonna. That's not gonna happen." Have you not been paying attention this offseason? Oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, do, have you forgot the '90s? How many times did Cooper go into that season with a roster that was heads and shoulders exactly. better than the team up north, and we still would lose the game? There is no guarantee that that last game at the end of November is an auto dub, guys. I'm telling you. No. No, and I've been trying to tell that to people for weeks. People have been getting on my case for weeks saying how negative I'm. I'm not being negative. I'm being a realist. I need to see it. I'm not going to get excited about a preseason until we see something that actually happens, something that actually comes together. How many times did we see John Cooper win the daggone preseason, only go on and crap his pants when it came time to win the big games? Right. Yes, Bobby McCormick. I said meat there. I meant beat. Sorry. Meat, beat, beat meat. Okay. Funny joke. Got it. He better turn yeah. him into meats, what he better do. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for that fixing that for me there, Chris. Uh yes, the Lou Holtz debacle. Uh-huh. Talking about Ryan Day. I don't care uh, what says. I I loved the Lou Holtz stuff. I, yes. I I don't care what anybody says. People can say yell at an eighty year old man. Guess what? If an eighty year old man comes up and kicks me on the side of the street, I'm gonna yell at him too. All right. I don't care how old he is. It was it was fun. He it was intense. I I don't care what people say about it. There's a lot of people out there that wish their coach would do something like that, whether they like it or not, whether they'll admit it or not. I I still 
I love it. Yell at it, throw it down, put the boots on. I wish you'd do it after every game. (laughs) Yell at an old retired head coach for another team. Uh, Bobby McCormick. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Brian Brian Oberst. They won't have Gene Smith to bail him out and make excuses for him. No. That's right. It is a win. This is a crapper get off the pot season. Okay? That's what this is. You either win that game or you're out of town. That's what's going on here, man. There's no way, given how much money the boosters and donors have given the NIL collectives to for Ryan Day to go out and get an all-star roster that he has been given uh, for him to lose that game in November. No way. And the given the free reign to hire whoever he's wanted. All right? So this is a crapper get off the pot type of season. And if he wants Chip Kelly as his OC, I'm supporting that because I'm like, dude, no excuses now, man. None. Zero. This is and – and I'm still probably leaning towards 11-1. and one. I still think that there's a chance they go into Eugene, Oregon, and they might lose that game. But I think that we get them back in the Big Ten Championship and we can beat them. So I, I'm not eleven and one is not the end of the season if that one happens in Eugene right. and and not against the team from Ann Arbor. Well, we have to remember too, like Ohio State, all they have to do is is win you know ten games and they're in the playoffs, and that's all you need nowadays. The 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 the, the years of you know trying to be undefeated and make it all the way that kind of stuff, uh, that stuff is nice. But this is big boy football, and if we're really looking at it, we're really trying to figure it out. Uh, you you take an L in the regular season, that's okay because you can still make the playoffs and you can get there. I know people don't like to hear that because you know we we like the way college football was. Trust me, I'm the same way. But if we're just looking at it realistically, that's the way it is yeah, nowadays. You, you can and be we can a realist. You can all. take that lose loss. You're right, Jr. You can take that loss, but it better not be against Michigan. It's that simple. Yes, exactly. All right, one more, uh, one more question here, and then Jr.'s got to go, so we'll make yeah, it quick. This. All right, Jr. I'll let you answer it first. So you guys don't think Bjork will give Day another chance, even as a first-year AD, if he loses to the team up north? I gotta tell you guys, I I I think that Bjork really really likes Ryan Day. I think that he thinks that he's much better, and I know that we've been yelling on this podcast for a while that Ohio that that Ryan Dades needs to beat Michigan. But let's be honest here. We hired a guy to be our head coach that's not from Ohio. We hired, you know, Ross Bjork who's from Texas A&M and all that stuff. I mean, and I don't even think he's not from Ohio originally, right? He's from No, he's not. Can I think Kansas or something yeah, like that? Yeah. yeah. These guys we get the rivalry and I'm not trying to cause concern here, but if Ryan Day loses to Michigan, as much as the fans will want him fired, Ross Bjork's, Bjork's not firing him. Especially if he goes eleven and one or ten and two, he's not firing him. It's not happening. And and I and, and I am not trying to be Mister Bad News here. I'm not saying I want that to be the case, but brand new AD, I don't think he's going to do it. He just see. I actually disagree. I actually disagree. I think. What what's what's Bjork's big thing? What what has Bjork always been known for? Getting the money. I'm telling you right now, if Day loses to Michigan again, short of winning the national title, when the threats of that money starting to dry up, start happening, he's out the door. You cannot compete in the new college football without the money. If you don't have the NIL money, you can't compete anymore. It's that simple. And the money's going to dry up if Ryan Day does not go out and beat Michigan. And as we said before, his only saving grace would be a national title. This will be interesting. Brian Oberst brings up a good point. Let's see what happens to Holtman. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah. All right, JR, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Thank you, buddy, for joining us tonight. We'll see you next Sunday night. Uh, have a good one, my friend. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. The OHIO podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. 
Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, and we are back. And uh, Chris, I think we've I think we've covered Chip enough, don't you? I think Absolutely. We, we, okay, I think we're done with that. Uh, let's ha- let's let's do something a little lighter, a little, a little fun. Lighter, fun. Yeah, how about we used to do this kind of stuff all the time, uh, especially during the off season. Chris said thanks, Jr. Yeah, we're we're appreciative of Jr. spending his first forty five minutes before he does his own show at nine. Nine o'clock Eastern uh, for the Big Ten huddle. Uh, so yeah, go check him out right after the show. I usually ask him what they're talking about, but I know they're talking about college basketball tonight. So uh, big weekend in the Big Ten this past weekend. Um, uh, Bobby McCormick, let me know if the stars I sent went through. What'd you send them through, Bobby? Let me know what you sent them through. Uh, was that through? I'm assuming. YouTube? I didn't know you could send stars through YouTube. That'd be cool. Or was it like five-star review on like iTunes? I know or Facebook you can do stars, isn't it? Can you? Aha. You can, yeah, Facebook. You can send stars through Facebook. Oh, I didn't know. I'll have to look into that. Thank you. Appreciate that, Bobby. Any of you else uh, else of you on uh, watching on Facebook? We'll take stars. We like that. We like stars. What you know what I really like though? I like them super chats. That's what I really like. <laughs> uh, well, so, I think aren't stars actually the equivalent? Isn't there a? Uh, I thought there was a revenue stream based on stars as well. I could be wrong. Oh yes, that's what Bobby's saying. I tried to send six dollars. Oh, I don't know, Bobby. I've not done Facebook like that before. I don't know what my Facebook account was even signed up through. I'll have to look into that. So we'll see. Thank you, though. Appreciate that. Uh, I do know that we are receiving. Um, ah, Bobby's explaining it to me. Stars are super chats for Facebook. Very cool. Thank you. Um, I know that we are able to receive financial support uh, through Facebook, and this is a good time um, to explain to you all what's about to happen. I saw the mock-up of our new uh, website today, Chris. It looks awesome. All right. Looks awesome. I can't wait, man. I'm pumped. The the OHIO podcast is about to become very official. Very, very official. Much more official looking than what we really are. So, <laughs> but I'm, ex- I'm super excited. Um, and we'll, we'll let you all know as we get closer to that. We're also very close to running our last test on our call-in show. We have one more test to run as long as that goes well. We'll be scheduling our first call-in show very, very soon as well. So we're looking forward to that. Chris, last night was the Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know what about you and Bobby, but the I know Swifty Sa- Bowl. <laughs> the Swifty Bowl. I know for Sarah and I, one of the things that we both enjoy about the Super Bowl and all those, and I'll give Sarah a lot of credit. My wife, she is. Uh, she knows her. She knows her ball. Uh, her brother, her older brother, played football. He played football for Division Three Otterbein. Very good offensive lineman. His oldest son Connor, her nephew, just got a full ride uh, scholarship to Indianapolis University, the Greyhounds. Uh, so he will be playing a Division Two football uh, over there in the state of Indiana. Just saw your little boy try to sneak by you there. <laughs> Tell him hi for me. Um, oh, there he is. There he is. um so uh all of that is awesome so she knows her ball but one of the things that we love is the halftime shows and usually it's because we like to tear them apart (laughs) some of them have been pretty bad lately but i thought last night's super bowl on a scale of one to about to be thrown out the window okay so i get back on here real fast let's see uh let's talk about this while we wait for chris to return i lost you how about that kelsey roid rage oh oh 
There you are. Okay. I've been here. I I lost you. Are you back? I'm here. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure. Not sure what happened, but anyways. One of us was gone. I want <laughs> what we're not I'm not sure which one. Uh anyways, I want you to give me first off, I want you to rank last night's show. I give it a six. One out of ten. I give it about a six. It wasn't terrible. The halftime show? Yeah. No, it's it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, you know, not exactly uh my genre, but uh, you know, I, I'm okay with a little bit of usher, a little uh, little uh, bit of ludicrous there. You know, it's yeah, it's all right. That it was, was a good. It was a good show. I will I mean, give. It wasn't great. How about the roller great. skaters, dude? Now, Come on. Skill. That was cool. Like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah that dude. was definitely cool. Um, so let me know in the chat, those who are watching, what grade would you give last night's halftime performance? I give it a six. There's been better. There's been a lot worse. Okay, I did love Ludacris. Yeah, I like that. Okay, that's that's uh, little John. Yeah, little Uncle John. John does the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Bobby McCormick says it started started bad, but it got a lot better at the end. Yeah, I wasn't impressed by the start of the of the show either, Bobby. It was it was not great. Jar said yeah, that was one of the. Best halftime shows in years. So it was right up his alley. I could tell. Bobby McCormick gives it a six and a half. So he's right there with me. Uh, Jara Happiness is eight. He loved it. That's that's really high regards. Like I said, I really digged the uh, the roller roller skaters, man. Billy Bob um, coming with a seven and a half for us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, there she is. Two thumbs up for the roller skaters. Two thumbs down for Travis Kelsey. I agree with both. Yeah. Uh, Larry Daniels is with me. Uh, six, but not my genre. I'm Brian Oberst says, my wife says seven. All right, Chris. Now, I set this question up just for you because I know you would love it. All of you in the chat, I want you to put your favorite halftime performance in the Super Bowl. Your favorite one. Chris, give me your top five. Okay, I, I had to really look at these, Eric, and I'll tell you, I went all the way back. Yeah, because there's some real good ones way back. There's some good ones back there. Uh, you know, and, and for me, I, I think number five, and it was one of my personal favorites, but as I'm ranking it as a show overall, not just the, the performance or the music because I liked it, but the actual production – Number five, I went with 2010. I went with The Who. Okay. I'm, I'm a big fan of The Who. So for me, I really uh, enjoyed that show. Uh, number four, uh, one that uh, I think a lot of people really loved, and, and I thought it was a pretty decent one, was more recent. Uh, that was 2022 with, again, not my favorite music, but Eminem, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. I thought it was an excellent production, a lot of star power, and it was pretty doggone good performance as well. At number three, I went with 2020. I went with Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, and if you have to ask, have to ask me why, <laughs> then I'm going to revoke your man card. Okay? That one was, that one was all about just... Uh, well, Eric, as Shakira likes to say, the hips don't lie, you know? <laughs> uh, number two, uh, I actually went with um, Michael Jackson. Okay, I was about to say. Uh, you can't, it wasn't my favorite performance by Michael Jackson, but you know what? He is still the king of pop when he, he shoots is, up out iconic. of the scoreboard come on he dude shoots up out of the scoreboard that and not just once but multiple times it happens you know you, you know if you watch the video going back because i actually went through uh, and when watching the videos again uh for a lot of these halftime shows i oh, i gotta ask bobby mccormick why that one what one did he have timberlake and janet jackson was my favorite oh come on you know why 
I could not justify the wardrobe malfunction as a top five. Top ten, maybe. But not a top five. Um, a lot of people are going to get ticked off here at number one, I think, because I think a lot of people uh, are all about the Beyonce thing here. Uh, not me. I don't think she was a top five performance. I, I went with Prince at my top five. I thought he did an excellent job. The 2007 show with Prince had to take number one, in my opinion. It had uh, to be. He is it's, just such was such a phenomenal performer, and it was a good performance, good production. I mean, everything was absolutely right about that show. You, I mean, you actually had Mother Nature decide yes. to. You know what? What would only what could make this even better? Oh, I don't know. I know. Hmm. I guess I'll just storm and rain yes. while you sing Purple, Purple Rain. rain. Come yes. on. Like you can't like it, that is just it was iconic. It was the most iconic moment probably in eight. Um had to be Prince number one. Absolutely. <coughs> Let me throw a few shout outs though. Let me give a couple honorable mentions, man. I think Bruce Springsteen. I had to give him an honorable mention. Um, I, I think if you don't give out an honorable mention to, uh, you know, obviously some of the, the guys like the Stones and Paul McCartney as well. But, you know, the, the top five I had were just, for one reason or another, they stood out to me. Um, like I said, with number three, for some reasons, a little more obvious than others. But, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, yeah, uh, you know, whether it was the music, the production, like I said, the Prince show just had it all. Everything was right about that. That had to be number one. Agreed. Agreed. Whitney Houston did the best job ever singing the national anthem. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Absolutely. Not even close. No. So, Ro Roseanne's not um, even close. And though. I'm getting all kinds of. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting all kinds of bad signals saying that my. Yeah, I'm getting I, I'm. Bandwidth is being being attacked, so not sure what's going on with that. So if you can't hear me, I apologize. Um, so I think we're going to end this show, Chris, because I, I'm, I'm getting all kinds of pop ups here that something's going on with my bandwidth. Um, but to, anyways, please like, share, subscribe. We really do appreciate it. Uh, you must have Breeze line. Huh? Interesting. I do actually. So yes. Um, <laughs> so I better look into that. Um, <clears throat> so yes, uh, not had this problem though. So, uh, anyways, please like, share, subscribe. We really do appreciate it. We will be back next Sunday night. Uh, 8 o'clock Eastern right here on YouTube, Facebook, on X, as well as over on Rumble. We'd really do appreciate each and every single one of you who stopped in being a part of the show. We'll have some more videos for you guys later on this week. <clears throat> Just drop them today, said Bobby. Well, it's gonna be they're going to get a second one drop. We're going to have to get someone else, I think. I'm also going to drop cable. I think I'm going to go to YouTube TV. I think that's what I'm going to be doing here. I love YouTube uh, TV, Eric. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So, hey, Chris, appreciate you. Thank you very much. He says, thanks, gentlemen, O-H-I-O. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, being here again tonight, taking part in the chat. And I actually saw someone new that was in the chat for the first time. We appreciate you uh, stopping by, giving us a chance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We're up to 1,100 subscribers now, Chris. That's a so good start, up. Eric. Good start. Yeah, it's a good start. That's but, right. We're going to have all kinds of good stuff. This. Uh, I think we ought to have all 11 show up to the spring game for us. All eleven hundred show up to all tailgate. All show up to tailgate. Sounds good. Actually, and then we'll put, I, be great. Then we'll put Bobby and Sarah on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll vote them in, huh? We'll vote them in. Yeah. She's yeah, Brad. I might regret that one. <laughs> Brian says uh, Nick Bosa and Chase Young both had a great game. Yeah, you know what? Stinks that they didn't get it, the Super it Bowl, was man. Nick Bosa, not Joey, right? The the commentators, from what I understand, had a little bit of problems, you know, distinguishing one brother from the other. 
Yeah, uh, it was it was it was definitely Nick. And Sarah said that's a negative on you there, Chris. Yeah, she knows I the, I'm the griller in this family. She's definitely the she can cook and she can bake, but when it when it comes to the grill, that's my uh, you know I can't argue. You, you are a pretty good grill master down there, Eric. I can't. Uh... We do have one confirmation for the tailgate. There it is. Chris All Smith right. will be there. Uh, actually, two, because we know Wargo will be there as well. That's so right. looking, for, looking forward hey, to that. Hey, we're going to be there. <laughs> as far as I know, that's the plan. If they'll let me buy more tickets than just one, my gosh. Well, Come you know, I was Ohio just State. thinking, in order for us to give do our big giveaway like we do every year, we might have to, you, me, Sarah, and Bobby all get on and buy tickets. Bobby McCormick, he's going to be bringing the bourbon, he said. So it's a, B, it's a B, B-O-B, and we're not talking about Bill O'Brien. So, Bobby, if you want that, it's on you, brother. I won't be providing that, but you can bring it if you like, my man. Bobby uh, Boucher going to reinvent the bourbon bowl down there, huh? There you go. There you go. Hey, we will have some cool videos for you guys this week. Be on the lookout uh, for that. And I said, like I said, some really good stuff coming your guys' way. Can't, cannot wait for you guys to see some of the good, cool stuff that we are producing uh, that we'll be launching very soon. Until next time, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Sing Carbon High with all your heart. OH. I owe. Go Bucks. <laughs>